passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Bears. My name is Joey Christopoulos with my co-host, Corey Wooten. But first, let's talk about today's sponsor. Today's episode is presented by BetOnline.ag. It's back and it's better than ever. And all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the field to start another football season. And as always, BetOnline, it's your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. They got a new updated site and interface with more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. So what are you waiting for? Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100 to get that 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming into the pod. It is a week two bears Bengals preview on the lakefront bears need a victory but first let's bring in my co-host former chicago bears defensive end he's got an updated new interface on his computer right now and he knows a thing or two about hearing the roar of the crowd on the lakefront sacking the opponents in a bears uniform it's Corey wooten what's up Corey? what's going on man I, I apologize for the technical difficulties you know early on i had an update that was supposed to take seven minutes and ended up taking 15 minutes so i'm, I'm sorry for taking too long man so, oh, you know this is you don't have to this tell the what, listeners that. You know, we're all. Yeah. I'm just saying, we're all human, man. We're all. We're all subject to these awful technological advances. That when, like, when I get my Android phone as an update, I'm like, oh, this is just one step closer to my phone dying. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. But we just, we just filling them in because we're not all perfect here, right? Not everything is sunshine and roses all the time, right? Uh, it certainly is not heading into week two for the Chicago Bears, but we're going to break down some of the key matchups that we think are going to be crucial to a Bears victory at Soldier Field in week two. Corey, before we get to that, though, I want to take uh, the listeners inside a little bit of what it's like being a pro athlete, an NFL player. Week one's in the books. You got done with training camp and what, you know, the Monday morning or maybe sometimes Monday Night Football Tuesday morning. There's the bumps, there's the bruises that I don't even think listeners and Bears fans even really understand, can wrap their head around. Can you kind of walk us through a little bit of what's it like? What does your body feel like Monday morning? What does it take? You know, what was your process to go through recovery? And when did you actually start to feel football ready again? So after a game, especially after a loss, right, you're usually in the facility on Mondays because that's kind of the rule. You know, you don't have victory Monday, obviously, when you lose. Uh, So you're back in the facility, you're watching the film. And after a loss, coaches are a lot more critical of that film than if you win, right? Everything's great that your bad plays or, you know, you got pancake blocked or, you know, you had a bad rush. It doesn't look so bad on 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 a win. When there's a loss, everything's underneath that magnifying glass. So... That's it's a lot harder. And then you're, you're feeling sore, you know, mentally, 
you're down about, you know, especially opening week, you want to get that dub. So you're down about that. You're feeling sore, especially if you're a starter or you're heavy in the rotation or a heavy special teams player. Um, you're getting the cold tub, you know, the cold tub, hot tub combo. Um, I always did massages uh, right after the game, the day after. Uh, go two hours, deep tissue. I'm talking about the lady that I use, Jenna Vola. Shout out to her. She's located in Chicago. And she would plank off the walls. I mean, that's how, because I like deep, deep tissue. I mean, it, it's, it's got to be painful, you break know, because I, I, you got to break down the tissue, that muscle fascia, uh, really get in there, almost kind of uh, like a grasping technique with with the elbow. And, and yeah, there's a couple of times where she left some shoe marks on the wall planking. And, you know, I know the space that she was renting, they were definitely mad at her about that. <laughs> but, you know... <laughs> We would do that and then, uh, yeah, just try, try to rest as much as you could after you watch the film and you get a workout in. And I think that's the key, getting a workout in. Because a lot of guys throughout the season, you really you really stay injury-free from continuing to train. And some people, that wasn't their thing. They didn't train to each his own. But I really feel like the years that I really put a focus on training hard, you know, on that Monday, uh, those were some of my best years um, and then after that, you know, Tuesday, you have completely off. So you can do whatever you want, you know, whether you want to go for a movie, you want to kick it, you want to play video games. So guys do a whole bunch of everything. You know, some guys go out Monday nights, you know, because you have Tuesday off. So that was a big thing. Um, you know, in Chicago, you know, the city, city's pretty popping on a Monday. So, you know, people, people used to go out and things of that nature. Bowling Bear used to be the spot, you know, when I played. So we used to go, we used to go there afterwards and, and have a little fun. Um, but yeah, when, when you don't win, stuff isn't, isn't as good. And, you know, the, the nightlife doesn't seem as attractive. So I know these guys are, are, are getting focused and, and um, you know, getting ready. They've already been breaking down the film, you know, probably on, on Monday for the Bengals and, and, and they're getting ready. You know, um, like I said, the coaches really get on you real quick, but then you have to have a short memory in this league because, you know, every week matters and you, you lost, but you got to move on to the next game. We've been talking all preseason long about, just the concept of week one, you know, I, I'm not trying to be critical of any Bears player, but sometimes, you know, your conditioning isn't exactly what it is. It needs to be for that 60-minute football. I mean, truly being in that arena and doing it. Now, like, the train's on the tracks. They're going through that for the first time this week. You know, maybe going through those aches and pains, like you said a little bit. My last my last question for you is, is the narrative true? Do you sometimes feel like you were in a car accident the next day? They always say the car accident is, like, the cliched way of saying it. And then the other one is, you said you got that work at, workout in on Monday. Did you, was it usually like Wednesday, Thursday when you were like, you know, I'm, I'm past week one. I'm ready for week two body-wise. Yeah, I feel, I feel like usually after your off day, um, yeah. because a lot of guys just use that to straight recover, sleep. I would sleep in as long as I could, take another nap. Uh, just because, you know, it's hard on your body. You talked about the car wreck thing. Yeah, it did feel like it. I, I remember the year when I retired. I remember waking up on Mondays and I was like, boy, do I not miss that? <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it really, it, I can you know, move we, everything. We used, to, we used to joke around and say like football years are like dog years, you know, <laughs> it takes a lot off your body. And, uh, you know, people say, oh yeah, those guys, he's playing 15 years. Oh man. He, he's, he's, he's got, he's, he doesn't have that much, uh, life left. You know, people would joke around about that, but, um, yeah, it really is hard on your body. I, I noticed a huge difference. Like my my knees used to ache me, you know, uh, my back a little bit, you know, playing. 
And since I retired, you know, I wake up on Mondays and I feel great. They say, you miss it. I said, I miss a little bit of it, but no, I feel really good about the decision to retire when I did, you know, it's about longevity. And I think guys now are, are really understanding, Hey, there's, there's a lot more to life than football and football is a great profession and, and you should play as long as you can make as much money as you can, but it's all about your, you know, your long-term health. And I think guys are starting to realize that. And that's why you see guys usually after the second contract, they're getting out. Today's episode is also brought to you by play action. Cause look, this is exciting news. Bet on Chicago is partnering with PlayActionPools.com this season to bring you some interactive fun to the sport. We love most. You'll be able to get in on all the action with our PlayActionPools.com football pick'em challenge which is open to everyone so here's how it works you sign up for our contest believe football pick'em at playactionpools.com and then get your picks in each week we're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between nfl and college football whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of dc shoes so again go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest believe b-l-e-a-v football pick'em and if you plan on hosting your own football contest go to playactionpools.com today they've got survivor pick'em as well as a cool sportsbook style contest Concept called build your own bankroll that's only at playactionpools.com your new home for all your office sports picks now back to the pod such an interesting point there's kind of that there's a paradox going on a little bit where they're they're advancing medical science and the way that we train and stuff where you can actually lengthen your career a little bit but also through that science i think a lot of players are realizing you know i think there's a finite time that i can play this game and still 20 years from now be able to walk away with it without, you know, the sixth back surgery and stuff. And you even yeah. saw Jason Peters, he left the game, 39-year-old Jason Peters left the game with a quadricep injury. I think the cynical Bears fan says, well, that experiment was great. He's out there limited in practice this week, so it looks like he's going to be able to go again. And sometimes yeah. it's just a little bit of that matter of just kind of maybe getting through some of the bumps and bruises, you know, getting hit again, doing some of that exactly. stuff. Exactly. Get through the game and, you know, yeah. it looks like he's going to be back out there Sunday. And he was a guy that was fishing a couple of weeks before. So we don't really know how much he was truly training. You know, is a, a saying by, uh, you know, one of, one of my best friends in the world's brother, Bobby Jones, who played in the MLB, played like eight years. He always said, if you got it, you got it. Like, it doesn't matter what situation, whether you, you didn't work out, you didn't do this. I think Jason Peters got it because you, you saw one of the plays over there when he snapped back and, and I mean, completely pancaked the dude. So he's got it there. He's just got to get into the groove of things and, and you know, get, get in game shape. I think that's the biggest thing. You touched on that earlier. I think he's a guy that, you know, w was kind of chilling, maybe working out, you know, to look good or feel good. And then he got a call and he's like, okay, shoot, let me, let me turn it on. I know, I know how to do this. I know how to play. And you saw as the game, you know, certain parts of the game, he looked really good. And other times, you know, we, we let the free runner hit Dalton, get that sack. So, Hopefully they can get that ironed out. And uh, like I said, he really flashed at times that, oh, this is Jason Peters, especially in the run game too. Really strong guy. So hopefully week two, he really gets everything figured out. Yeah, I just think a little patience from Bears fans is probably going to be necessary. But, hey, man, it's week two, and I tell you what, we got I don't want patience. <laughs> I know, I know, right? <laughs> you can't expect patience from fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. It's like, what are you talking about? Uh, I will tell you what we got to get this week, though. We got to get a Bears victory. So, Corey, let's dive right in, man. Let's talk about some of the matchups that you think are going to be crucial for a Bears victory in week two to get to one and one on the season. On this calendar, we were looking at this Bengals game and saying, hey, we got to get a W here. Might not be so easy. This Bengals team played pretty well, took the Vikings into overtime, and then won that game. Corey, what's your first key matchup to a Bears victory in week week two? So let me just say right before the matchups, uh, this is this is a game before 
I saw them play week one. I was like, oh, this is this this is W on the on the schedule. We all thought that, right? But you know, with with Joe, Joe Burrow coming back from injury, you know, we kind of thought, oh, how would he play? And we're kind of like, oh, what kind of weapons they have? You know, they have a couple of guys that are okay, and we'll, we'll see. But they perform really well, and and Joe Burrow looked really good in the game, especially with his first game back from the ACL. Um, I mean, twenty to twenty-seven, two touchdowns had almost 120 rating. I mean, pretty impressive. He, he got banged up. You kind of tell that he was a little nervous when he got hit that one time, kind of favored his knee, got up a little gimpy, then came back in the game. And that's just right here. You know, when you come back from an ACL, I've, I've been there before. Uh, your first year back, you're still nervous about everything because you don't want to have that same hit. And especially he got hit in the pocket. That's how he tore his ACL the first time somebody came low. So that's in the back of his mind all the time. Um, and that brings me to the first matchup, you know, the Bears defensive line against Joe Bur Burrow, right? Because we saw how he got affected when he got hit. The Vikings really got after him. They had five sacks in there. Um, they, they were able to fluster him a little bit. Um, but, I mean, he still performed really well. You know, I was, I was very surprised. And I think he is the real deal quarterback in this league. I think he's going to be a great one. Um, but if the Bears defensive line can really get after them, that's going to be huge. Um, you know, because like I said, that confidence coming back and getting hits, being around you, he, he's not going to be able to plant and throw the same way he wants to every time. He looked good in the plays he was in there, but it, it's going to wear on him, especially early on. Towards the end of the season, it might be completely out of his head. But right now, this is the first real game under under his belt. And you could tell that that hit affected him. So if they could really get after him. You know, people were expecting more from Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn. I thought Akeem Hicks did a pretty good job. Um, but we 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 need more from them. And then that brings me in the second matchup, you know, Akeem Hicks against the, the, the front three for them. You know, uh, Trey Hopkins, Quentin Spann, Nick Xavier, Safalua. Sorry, I'm, I butchered that name a little bit. But he's going to be going against the center and the two guards at any any given point in time. And a guy named Michael Pierce for the Vikings had two sacks in that game. And he's not known as a pass rusher. He's more of a run stopper. And I think Akeem Hicks is, is one of the more dominant defensive tackles when it comes to pass rush. So I'm looking for him to get after him. And you talk about the same thing, you know, defensive line getting after him. But I think it's going to come huge with, with Akeem Hicks because I think he's way more talented pass rusher than Michael Pierce. So if he can get after those guys, which I think he can, he had a sack in week one. He looked good pushing the pocket. You know, we need some more off the edge, but Akeem Hicks, that's going to be crucial in there with him. That's some great knowledge. And Corey, man, you, you played the position. It was your bread and butter. And I can't agree with you more. I'm so happy you brought this up first because I think this is honestly probably the key to the game. We're going to talk about the offense and Andy Dalton and all that stuff coming up in just a second. But right now, I mean, the Bengals last year, they gave up 48 sacks. They had six games last year where they gave up four or more sacks in game. And to your point with Joe Burrow, he was actually quoted in training camp saying, yeah, I was thinking about it on the first couple of plays. You know, I'm thinking about, you know, an offensive lineman, you know, uh, falling down on a defense, you know, by my legs. I was looking all legs under, you know, thinking about it a little bit. Don't tell me that it's not still just in his head a little bit just because the bullets flew for one week. That's going to be kind of with him for a little while just mentally. And I think it's going to be a huge, huge thing. I want to throw it back to you real quick. They're running a stat out there. I didn't make this up. Uh, or I didn't find this myself. This is going around right now. Over the last 12 games, the Chicago Bears defense. They've allowed 29 touchdowns, passing touchdowns. They've allowed a 98 QB rating or higher in 11 of 12 of those games. 
you know, this is a pattern that, you know, obviously extends back to last year. So it's not really fair to always kind of throw those stats out, but the season is early. I mean, I think this is a huge statement game right here for this Bears defense after what they showed week one, now at home in Soldier Field with those kind of stats out there against a Bengals offensive line that struggled last year is trying to get better. I mean, this is a ripe opportunity to have a really great bounce back for that line. Oh, this is, this is a huge game. And, and you talk about, you know, the, the Bears defense. That's what we thought was going to be the staple of this team. And in that first week, it uh, it kind of kind of didn't show – Exactly. And, and, and the most disappointing part about it is the lack of pressure. I think, I think because we talked about the front seven, especially being able to generate it. So hopefully if they can't get there with the, with the four, I'm, I'm hoping they can get there with Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn, Akeem Hicks. I mean, that's a pretty talented tandem right there or trio rather uh, they need to be able to get pressure with four, Right. And then when you can get pressure with four, then you can start bringing all these funky blitzes and things of that nature because then they're thinking, oh, we're going to do this. Then you have a game come through, and that's when it completely catches them off balance. But not only that, the, the pressure from the front seven, like I said, and then the secondary, mental errors, right? It wasn't just like you getting beat because they made a great move and it was a great situation, just mental errors, right? And Eddie Jackson being one of the guys. Yeah. And Gibson, a guy that, that has been a pro bowler as well. And that's disheartening. I'm hoping they get that fixed because in that first game, 20 to 14 at one point, right? We're, we're looking like this is the game we want, a nice tight game. It didn't work out exactly how we wanted to, but 20 to 14, you know, in the end of the third quarter, you know, four minutes left, you're thinking, oh, this is something we can do. David Montgomery's running the ball. Let's do this. But the defense, again, lets up another touchdown. And it's just undisciplined stuff. And that has to end. You can't win games in this league by giving somebody 14 points, you just can't do it, you know? Yeah, and, you know, as a Bears fan, I can forgive one jailbreak every once in a while, but, man, two or three in the same game, it's just kind of – it's just really hard to wrap your head around. And keep in mind, Bears fans, Jamar Chase averaged 20 yards per catch last week, and T. Higgins averaged 17.5. So, yep. you know, they, they could take it to him as well. So they got to be on – you know, they don't forget about Tyler Boyd, too. And Tyler Boyd, too. I mean, that that's a great call, Corey, because that's a guy that on a third and eight – can really give us some serious problems. He's a tough football player. He can make some catches, and he can be the he can be the forgotten man all of a sudden when we're looking at that those speed on the outside with Higgins and Jamar Chase. Let's take a quick break to talk about our sponsor, Balance Seven. So I don't know if you've heard, but apparently former NBA player Lamar Odom may be returning to professional basketball in Spain soon. He's been taking a new product. He owes the credit to. It's called Balance Seven. Balance Seven is a pH balancing alkaline supplement drink. And look for anyone in their 30s and above, or maybe even before. Look, I'm 37, but even in my 20s, every day was a maintenance day. I could use a little something like Balance Seven for a little bit of help. So head to Balance. Balance7.com and use the code BLEAV. Believe for free shipping. Balance7.com. Use the code BLEAV for free shipping. I did. And if it worked for Lamar Odom, it can work for you too. Now back to the pod. Corey, what's your next matchup? So my next matchup has to be David Montgomery in the offensive line mm. against that front seven of, of the Bengals, right? Because you look at the Bengals, what they did against a talented back in, in Dalvin Cook, they held him to 61 yards. But at the same time, you look at what the Bears offensive line did against the Rams that, that were a dominant run defense, right? Yep. David Montgomery really went off with them, had over 100 yards, only on 16 carries. I would like more from him, especially when he's, when he's really carving the defense out. And like I said, I want him to have the same amount of carries like Joe Mixon did 
in week one for the Bengals. That's the type of workhorse you need to give him. And, and look, look how it opened up things with Joe Burrow and the offense, even despite being sacked five times, you know, so they need to get that running game going. And I think they have the road graders up front, you know, especially in the interior and Jason Peters, I think he's a great run blocker. Um, same with Afadi. So I think you need to really rely on that run game, you know, and, and this might be a game and I want to see the play calling, you know, because Andy Dalton's coming back, you know, playing against his old team, who cares, right? Everybody at some point or another plays for another team. Usually, right. There's, there's not too many people that you play on the same. The bears. You played exactly. against the bears in the end. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping it's not a situation where like, Oh yeah, let's try to game plan and make Andy look good. I don't care. Nobody cares about that, right? Because what do we care about? Winning the game. Don't try to get too cute. And how do you do that? Give David Montgomery the ball 30 times. If he doesn't have 30 rushing touches, I'm going to be angry. You know, I think that's what you need to do. You give him 30, he goes over 200 yards in that game against the Rams, 100%. And I think they, they take it down to the wire against him. I think so. I love that call, and for every Bears fan, I've been doing it too, the Dalton revenge game. I've been kind of throwing it out there as a joke, but keep in mind, everyone, <laughs> uh, Dalton Dalton played the Bengals last year. All right, he already threw he threw 185 yards for two touchdowns against them with the Cowboys last year. I don't know if I would take those numbers this year, but the whole revenge thing, he's already had it. He's already gone through it, and I completely agree with you with, with David Montgomery and running the ball. This kind of bleeds into one of my key matchups, or I guess maybe what, like, just a key, I think, to winning the game. And this is just from my experience of watching the Matt Nagy experience. And I'm just calling this one called four quarters. Well, I have a feeling that at moments in the first half, I think our offense is going to look pretty good. And I think we're going to be able to move the ball. But I think one of the problems that this Matt Nagy offense has also had is even when it's going good, it slows down in that third or fourth quarter. They get away from David Montgomery. Again, we get back to the whole, they get too cute. I can see us maybe building a lead in that first half. And then things getting pretty tight in the second half because we can't keep that consistency, that momentum. I think the best way to do that is not in the hands of Andy Dalton. I think it's in the hands of David Montgomery. Keep giving him the rock, getting those first downs. Keep the score where it is. Keep chipping away. Keep adding to it. I want to see a full game plan come to fruition, not just maybe a quarter and a half of you know really good offensive football. Let, let's take a page from the Chiefs, Chiefs playbook, right? Um, look at when they were really rocking. Guys like Jamal Charles, right? Really getting the rock, opening up things. Um, and especially with a guy like Alex Smith, right? That, that people thought when he came there, oh, his career is done, this, that, and the other. It really makes everything so much easier when you have a great running game, you know? And then I also look at when Alex Smith was playing for the 49ers. What did they also have? A great running game with Frank Gore, who was their workhorse, right? They gave him the ball 25 to 30 times a game and also everyone goes how did rex grossman get to a super bowl uh his name is thomas jones yeah and, and he was a bad he was a bad dude and they also had cedric benson on that team to your point exactly so they had two good running backs that you can give the ball and they were going to get three to four yards for you per carry and and that's how you win football games in here and that's what has to be the mantra of it um you know, especially with Andy Dalton in there, you know, could change if Justin Fields goes in there and light, it lights it up and, you know, but for the time being, run the football. Even even if Fields goes in there week four or whatever, run the football. That's what you have to do. And and especially when you're unsure about certain things with the O-line or the quarterback, just run the football. It makes everything that much easier. You know, you're going to be able to keep the games tighter and it may not be the prettiest, but that's how you win games. 
seems like we're staying on the offensive side of the ball because honestly that's something that Bears fans really want to see turn around very very quickly what's your next matchup uh, that's yeah. going to be crucial for a Bears win in week two so, so it's gonna it's gonna go a little against what I'm talking about because obviously we talked about getting the run game going but getting the running game going what does it do it opens, opens up the action yes exactly so and we look at last week a guy eli apple who came in for trey waynes he's been banged up he's had a hamstring injury um and the vikings really went after him you know that was kind of their goal in mind they're like we're gonna attack him and they did well against him. adam thielen and company uh they really picked on him and he struggled in coverage so alan robinson mooney uh goodwin could be matched up against them at any point in time so i want them that after after a long running play or something really or or sudden change like I said take a deep shot like Matthew Stafford did on that one play where he went deep right where you roll out the other way you know two tight ends in there keep it take a shot against a guy like Eli Apple because I, I don't I don't think he's capable of covering you know Allen Robinson or Mooney or or even Goodwin so I'd love to see them try to pick on him and that's what they do in this league you find somebody that doesn't fit in that can't hang and you go after him you go after him and you say, I'm going to go after you all game. And he's like, coach, coach, I can't. Nope. Nope. We just going to keep picking there. on you. Yep. Cause they, they don't have anybody else to put in there. So, you know, Wayne, Wayne's is their guy and he's been banged up the past two years. So um, you got to attack Eli Apple. Yeah. And you're bringing up a great point. Bengals defense got a little banged up in that game against the Vikings coming in. We'll see who was able to make it to Sunday. But, you know, in regards to the Montgomery thing, they allowed 11 games with 80 rushing yards or more. That's a pretty good floor right there for Montgomery. But man, again, I have this written down with the receivers, too, as well. And here's the deal. And here's the thing I want to wrap my head around. And so the Bengals last year, they gave up 32. Uh, they gave up 32 passing touchdowns to opposing quarterbacks. It's a pretty good start yep. last week. Khalil Herbert. I don't know why I'm obsessed with this stat, but again, it's coming up again on this Believe in Bears pod, and thank you for listening to the last one. If you remember, Khalil Herbert last week was clocked at 20.3 miles per hour. David Montgomery in that 41-yard run, 20.8 miles per hour. That was one of the highest, you know, one of the fastest two, you know, runs that across the NFL in week one. What else do we have? You just brought it up. Marquise Goodwin, Olympic speed, baby. Darnell Mooney, 4-4-4-5. You know, let's go. This is our personnel, man. This isn't sit-down, five-yard, check-down football. I want a need for speed, man. I need it really badly. And if you look at it, if you can figure out a way to just make them respect it, even if you don't hit it early on in the game, you know, last season, they didn't do great against tight ends. They allowed eight touchdowns over their final 12 games of tight ends as well. This is all going to open everything up for a guy like Cole Komet and Jimmy Graham. I'm not picking anyone specifically, but I just think we need to start running. We got Damier Bird for a reason, right? We want to mm -hmm. be a fast offense. Don't call the game that way. I'm hoping that it was an isolated incident against the Rams just based on a lot of stuff that we talked about in the post game. I want to see these new toys, man. I want to see him running down the field and making some plays. I need that need for speed. I'm right there with you. I would love it. And you talked about Cole Komet and Jimmy Graham, right? We, we talked about red zone, right? The first drive of the game, right? They get great drive. They're starting out in the red zone. And what do we do? What do we do? Pick, right? You can't you can't do that. You have to capitalize on opportunities. And I, I truly think, and we talked about this, confidence is a heck of a thing in this league, right? So if the Bears go down in that first drive against the Rams, they score a touchdown, they put it in there. The rest of the game is going to be different offensively because everyone's knocking you. I'm not even sure if themselves they really believed, you know, at first, you know, because you start hearing stuff and you're like, oh, you know, he, 
this guy may be our quarterback. And, you know, some guys may feel a certain way on the team, you know, about, you know, who, who they want as a quarterback. So. Yeah, if I can piggyback on that real quick. Yeah. This is one of my keys, man, and this is from a Bears fan. This is kind of a meathead thing, so tell me if I'm overanalyzing this or not. But one of the keys for me was the Bears offense versus the Chicago Bears crowd in this game. And I'm not joking around, man. Like you said, if they come out and if they put a couple points on the board and some drives on the board, I think you stave it all off, right? But if those first 15 plays don't go well, you got maybe a third third and out situation with Andy Dalton, you're going to hear from those Bears fans. And look, I'm not saying – yeah, dude. And, like, I'm not saying that that's – you know, you guys are professional athletes. You guys are mentally tough. But I'm saying after a while, it just doesn't have it trending – in the direction that I think this offense wants to go in. And I do kind of feel like it's a little crucial because, man, Bears fans are going to be frothing at the mouth. They're going to be looking with a magnifying glass, waiting for Andy Dalton to do something wrong so they could yell for Justin Fields. And I think it is going to be a little bit about how they start because you want the home crowd on your side, right? You want us riled up. You want that place rocking. You want the Bengals calling timeouts because they can't get their plays in, all that stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Am I overthinking it? Is you know, is the offense coming out strong early, keeping that Bears crowd kind of off their back? Is that, no. is that important at all? I, I agree with you. No, it's, it's huge. And I think if the Bears win the toss, take the ball. Take yeah. the ball, right? Have that same game plan that you started off with the Rams, right? Yeah being, you know, mixing and matching the run, um, really opening it up and score when you get in the red zone, not, not a field goal, a touchdown. You know, I think that would send a statement, you know, to the, to the crowd, to the, the team and just bring confidence. Right. Because man, that, that, that game against the Rams, I think it would have been completely different if they were able to score on that first drive, a touchdown, you know, and they were, they were close. I mean, they had Justin Fields in there. They were probably going to bring him in the next play if they completed the ball or whatever. If, if they got in that, you know, first and goal situation, yeah. I think they were going to do that one play that they did before. Um, so it would have been, been a heck of a thing to see. I was like, oh, everything that we wanted, we talked about, it happened. They just got to capitalize. You can't turn the ball over in the red zone when you're so close. You got them on the toes, right? It's like, it's like you got a boxer on, on the ropes, right? You got, you got to put them away. You know, especially you got to put them away with seven. You got to get that advantage. You got to get get the crowd into it. And that's a heck of a thing, because when I played, you know, the the offense, you know, kind of was the weak spot my first three years. And it was always a thing. You know, they boo the offense, boo Cutler, boo this. And then the last year um, I played there in 2013, that's when the Bears offense was amazing. And our defense, it took a step back. So everyone loved to see the offense succeed. Um, and, and that's what it is because Chicago, and you've known this, you've been a Bears fan your whole life. What has it been? Oh yeah. 85 Bears, 85 Bears. We don't have, we haven't had a quarterback since McMahon. You know, we haven't had this. We haven't, it's all they ever talk about is the offense, the offense, the offense. But in 85, how did they win it? Walter Payton, sweetness, right? That's how they won it. And, you know, I'm not saying David Montgomery is Walter Payton. He's a great back, but that's how you win games. That's how you win a championship with a great run game. And David Montgomery, I, I think one day he could be one of the greats if he continues this trajectory. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the spine to success for, you know, in an NFL, an NFL football team body. And yeah, man, on top of it, you know, for better or for worse, Bears fans are either your best friend or you're, they're your worst enemy. And that's a little bit of what's going on with this Bears offense right now as they're about to take the field in the lakefront. Give us one more key matchup, Corey, and then we're going to do final score, and then we're just going to get ready for Bears-Bengals week two. So key matchup, Matt, Matt Nagy, 
you know, game planning. That's that's what that's what I want to see. And and it's against himself. It's not against anybody else. You know, because sometimes they say like is he golf, looking right? into a mirror. Is he looking yeah, into a mirror right now? It is. Now? <laughs> it is like you know the Michael Jackson song. I'm looking at the man in the mirror. So yeah, it's it's like golf. They say you know you, yeah. you don't have to worry about anything. It's a competition against yourself. That's why we keep scoring golf, right? So we know for improving or not. Yeah. This is a critical game for Matt Nagy. Let's let's channel his, channel his inner golf. I was talking about, you know, the 402 drives and stuff like that, you know, which is great and all that. But I want him to game plan a great game, right? Really keep the defense off balance. And that's the key for any good game plan, right? And how do you do that with the running game and sticking to it, right? Because discipline, he, discipline remember, in the game plan, yeah. You, so he was disciplined to to not playing Justin Fields, you know, starting him week one, right? Because he's sticking to the game plan with Andy Dalton and he's our guy, right? So stick to the running game. David Montgomery's your guy, right? So at one point in the time, you told me about the stat. There was 20 plays that went by where David Montgomery didn't touch the rock in the Rams game. That's absurd. That should <laughs> never happen. No, it should never happen. Crazy. Right? If, if two plays go by and he doesn't touch the ball, it's a problem. You know, that is a problem to me. I, I think he's got to be your workhorse. You got to grind him out. And that's how you wear teams down. Because that's that's what opens up the play action. And Goodwin performs so well. That's why I think he could be such a threat deep. Right? That's what you're looking for, that speed guy. You got Robinson and go up and get it. You know, great route runner. Mooney, that's, that's a speedster that can do it all. And you got Goodwin, that's a straight streaker at this point, you know. So I I would just love for Nagy just, just to get the game plan. Stick with the running game, right? Don't worry about anything. Keeping anything cute. Don't worry about what people – focus on what you guys are doing well right now, and that's running the football. Yeah, I think we'll pat Matt Nagy on the back for the meat and potatoes probably more than the, you know, the, the confetti that probably comes out of the, you know, or the pinata that he wants to <laughs> pop out with all the toys that are going to pop out, all these amazing plays and everything. And Bears uh, Bears listeners and Corey, I'm going to encourage you as well. If you go on uh, Twitter right now, uh, Brandon Robinson, he's a pretty good follow on NFL Twitter. He has a David Montgomery's three-yard touchdown run. Just look that up, Bears fans, because guess what? The offensive line, every single one of them by a man, completely whiffs. And the dude, you would love it, dude. And David Montgomery literally <laughs> bounces and bowls his way over four different Rams into the end zone for a touchdown, dude. And that's a little bit of what we need right now. Corey, before we get to final score, real quick, over under five and a half plays for Justin Fields. I'm gonna say over. Yeah. I, I think I, I think I think every game they're gonna slowly give him more out there. And I think in the plays he showed week one, he was composed, and especially with the passing game. Remember, he's someone's coming in his face, hits him as he throws it. No panic. I, I tell you, I I think they're slowly gonna increase. I think he gets at least 10 plays this game. Um, and then by week four, I think he's gonna get 20 something. I, I think it's just gonna continue going unless Andy Dalton completely lights it up. You know, which I don't see happening. Right. And and here's the thing is, I I think for one thing, I'm curious to see if he comes out and let's say he just pops a 20-yarder to Goodwin or something like that, mm -hmm. and they, they flip the field. They go from one side to the other side. Are they going to keep him on the field and just keep that momentum? The offense is clicking. We're, we're doing it. Just keep him out there for that full drive and see if he can score. I'm really curious to see that. And then also keep in mind, in my personal opinion, you know, when you draw it up, out there you know before the when the schedule comes out you look at the rams game and i think both most bears fans said loss Bengals win so if we win this game starting next week against the browns we can make an argument that maybe that's also a loss on there but this is when the games 
really, really, really start to count. And the decision you make at quarterback is really going to be crucial yeah. while we're waiting for Dalton, you know, or I'm sorry, while we're waiting for fields and we're playing Dalton right now, that's when I think it really kicks in. Um, I'm with you on the over five and a half for sure. So question for you. So in your opinion, if, if uh, Andy Dalton goes out there and he completely craps the bit, he's yeah. doing terrible, turning the ball over, you know, no consistency in the offense, um, three and outs, do you, do you yank him right away? You know, like, well, what do let, you do? Uh, well, let's just keep in mind, let's roll the clocks back to last year, game two against the Falcons. Mitch Trubisky misses a couple of open guys, and then he throws that nasty pick in the third quarter, and Nagy said, I've had enough. Now, I think it'll take a little bit more from that for Nagy to make that decision against Dalton. But, man, there is a scenario. If he's got 70 passing yards at halftime and he's got two interceptions and we're either losing or we're tied or what, we have three, six points at halftime, we're walking back into that tunnel and the Bears crowd is just booing us like crazy. Mm -hmm. I just think that Matt Nagy then can be justified in his own head and rightfully so to be like, hey, we needed to make a change at this point. And when I say justified, I mean Justin Fields. Uh <laughs> Ooh, justified. I thought you were talking about a Justin Timberlake gal. You know? Yeah, Don't be so quick to put Fields in. <laughs> a little 20, 2020 going uh, as well. <laughs> Get that rolling. But, no, I, I, I'm in agreement, man. I, I would pull the plug. you got to win a football game. If a guy's yeah. not playing well and he's not performing – you know, we don't owe Andy Dalton anything as much as we want to speculate how much we promised him this, that, or the other. I think Nagy is also looking for an excuse to make this really easy and say that I didn't do Andy Dalton dirty and I waited on Justin Fields. I think he wants to have his cake and eat it too. So performance level, especially against this Bengals team, I think that could definitely happen. If he plays well this week and then next week he plays poorly against the Browns, I think it could be a different story where I think Nagy could stick with him and just be like, you know, tough opponent, you know, what are we going to do? You know, and then yeah. make a decision for week four. But but this week specifically, uh, Dalton needs to play well, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think if, if you know, the half goes or, you know, you're in the second quarter and he's just playing awful because it's so crucial to, to win this game and go one and one heading into the Browns because starting 0-2, no. that's never good. I mean, teams can come back from it. But I feel like only a guy like Tom Brady, you know, really is able to rally the troops and, and get behind that. So I think if Andy Dalton is struggling, I, I think you just got to make the make the call and then just game plan, you know, around the running game, getting Justin Fields moving on his feet, because that's that's such a hard matchup. And I, I know right now that the Bengals are are looking at every one of his preseason stuff, his stuff in college, and they're thinking they're thinking exactly what we're thinking. Well, hey, they're going to give him more reps every game. And who knows? This could be a situation where Andy Dalton's, you know, got a short lease this week and they're like, eh, let's pull him out. Mm -hmm. So they have to know and be ready for Justin Fields. So they're they're worried right now. They're game planning two different quarterbacks, even though, you know, Justin Fields might not get that many plays. They have to be prepared. Right. Because that is <laughs> that is Michael Vick out there, you know, type, <laughs> type of runner. So they, they got to be ready for that. Yeah, and honestly, he's the type of player that's dynamic enough that can make enough plays to bring a team out of the depths of losing in a game and coming back and winning in that very same game. And keep in mind, my final thought on this is Matt Nagy, everyone thinks in general his job is fairly safe, and we're going to play out the season and see how it goes. But let me tell you something right now. If we go to 0-2 and then we lose the Browns and go to 0-3, that narrative changes very, very, very quickly, and he he's he's cognizant of that. I think he knows that yeah. he can't go 0-3. I think this is actually a pretty big game in terms of Matt Nagy and what we're going to be doing moving forward and when we do or do not put in Justin Fields into the game.
So do you agree that, let's say, scenario, Justin Fields comes in there week three or four, right? Mm-hmm. And he completely, completely lights it up, does well. But the team itself is not doing well, right? Uh, let's say the season season finishes, but Justin Fields is one of the best quarterbacks in there. He's up for rookie of the year, all this. And the offense is really doing what we thought it should have. I think that buys Matt Nagy another year, right? Because I think this is the, the piece that they've been looking for, right? And they're saying, oh, he could do it. He just needed the right guy, right? So I think that's that's how he doesn't get in the hot seat, right? Right. Is, is the offense doing well, especially if it's with Fields. But if they continue with Andy Dalton and they're struggling and this, that, and the other, I think it's it's really hot for them. I'm with you. If we're losing games 34 to 31 and Justin Fields looks awesome and, look, the defense gets banged up or just isn't very productive and we move along, I do see a scenario where they can be like, yeah, let's roll it back and let's change some things on defense and see where we are with Justin Fields because he's we got the right coach matched up with him. But I will tell you, though, that – the football season's a weird – it's a weird thing, right? And optics, things that happen in, mom, in moments are really, really, really important. And I will tell you that I, I was fairly surprised as a Bears fan that you could lose six games in a row in the NFL, as Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy did last year, and still keep your job. The same way that when Joe Madden on the Cubs lost nine games in a row in September, even with the World Series ring under his belt, everyone said, that's a bridge too far, we need to move on. We could have that complete scenario play out like you said, but they can't have anything that's like they can't lose four or five in a row, dude. They just they can't do that. They got to mix in some wins here. And dude, even if it's I'm with you. If, let's just say they go six and eleven, but let's just say Justin Fields beats the Packers, and let's say Justin Fields beats the Ravens or the Buccaneers or pick any team in that tough middle section of our schedule. If there's those types of situations that we can hang our hat on, I think Matt Nagy survives. But again, I mean, I don't know who's not to say that Justin Fields is going to have some bumps in the road. He's not meant to save Matt Nagy's job. You know what I mean? So I I hear what you're saying, man. It's a really interesting conversation that's going to play out all season long. And I do hope that the Bears are that 500-ish competitive that we've talked about all season. But, I mean, things can happen pretty quickly in the NFL. That's for sure. Exactly. That's why they play games, right? Yeah, Corey, give us a final score, man. Week two. Let's do it. I'm going to say – I'm going to say this is the one – the Bears win. I think it's going to be a tight game. I don't think it's going to be high scoring at all. I think it's going to be 24-21 Bears. <laughs> I, I, went, I was, was going to say 23-20. Um, okay. As much as I want to think uh, everything's right in the offensive world, I do think, uh, per my key, that we're going to have some good moments and some things to build on, but I don't think we can play a complete NFL football game offensively right now. And I do see a scenario where maybe we let them kind of crawl back into it a little bit and maybe it's a little feel-good for a while, but it probably ends a little bit closer than we would like. Everyone in the NFC North right now is 0-1. Everyone in Believe in Bears is 0-1 right now, so we're going with a win week two, Corey. Let's do it, man. Let's get it. Let's get to 1-1. We got it. We got it. We got to go 1-1. One one. We can't go in two. So yeah, hopefully a bear, Bears dub, it makes everything that much easier, right? You can wear your Bears stuff in pride, uh, you know, the week after and uh, feel good about yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll tell you, uh, as a Bears fan, my recovery uh, from all the calories that I ingest on a Bears Sunday is just sweatpants and sleep. That's just how I do it. That's how I get all, out. All those white claws, huh? All those white claws. <laughs> Ooh, oh, too many claws. Um, I, get, yeah. I get planked. I get planked the next day. And it's, oh, oh, God, blueberry, raspberry, all that's coming out of my body. That's, that's what's going on. Pedialyte, baby. Pedialyte does <laughs> yeah. wonders. 
<laughs> not just for little kids anymore. It's for grown men, nope. <laughs> for grown men and women who drink too much on Bears Sundays. Uh, Corey, man, that's going to do it. Believe in Bears today was presented to you by BetOnline.ag and also sponsored by Play Action Pools with great office survivor pools going on right now. Even if you're not in the office, you can still get in all the action and still beat some of your coworkers at the game of football. So make sure you check that out. Balance 7 pH supplement. Great deals going on. Partnering with Believe right now. You can find me at Joey Sports Guy on Twitter and Instagram. You can find Corey Wooten on Twitter at Corey Wooten. W-O-O-T-T-O-N. Get it right. Two O's, two T's. Yep, exactly. That up for you. Just picking that up for you, man. I great episode. You. Great preview, man. We're going to be back with a new episode of Post Game Breaking Down Bears Bengals on Monday. Make sure you check that out. Thank you for listening to this episode. Corey, take us home. Yeah, appreciate you guys. Hopefully we get a nice Bears win. Like I said, we can wear the Bears gear and, and gloat with all the glory on there. So hope you guys have a blessed week. Enjoy the game. Have fun. Be safe. Peace, y'all. Be well, be safe, be good to each other. This was Believe in Bears. Bear down, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.